Good morning and welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly. Good morning. It's Karen. You brought up a really cool topic today Mm -hmm. um, and I'll let you introduce it. Going to bed at night. Okay. Um, I I know what it's like for me. I I have a little bit of idea what it might be like for you. Mm -hmm. I thought people might like to hear how busy... (laughs) how busy it is and what happens because they might be interested in what occurs for mediums psychics medical intuitives um when we go to bed at night but i think it might be cool for them to hear it because some people experience it too yes and it can be educational for them to understand what to do with it or what we do that might work for them i and i think to to eliminate a fear oh i like that a lot because I think falling asleep for many people is very difficult yeah uh, and I know for myself uh, even if I fell asleep if I w- one of my fears was to wake up in the middle of the night and be the only one awake oh. because I would re-experience what falling asleep was like and that brought me anxiety okay so the whole process of falling asleep whether it's several times a night or just once um, I think this is a really uh, good educational topic well, and a lot of children are experiencing challenges with it too, right? Yeah, and parents don't know what to do or say to help them. Yeah, and they, I get a lot of phone calls and emails about sleep and about... Dreams. Dreams, and about the process of getting to sleep. Mm-hmm. Is that good? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I'm um, still waking up. Why don't I just start by asking you, this is going to be super general, Yeah. what it's like for you... Um, what are some of the things you go through when you're going to bed? Okay. I'm going to touch on different times in my life as well because I know okay. it's changed over the years. For, for certain, when I was a kid um, and well into my late teens, when I was falling asleep, I would see uh, red and blue um, sparkles, like almost like really bad effects on, on TV. Mm-hmm. where they would come at like a horizon and then they would come flying at me and they would mm-hmm. go past my mm-hmm. head left yeah. and right. Yeah. And <coughs> I've listened to you throughout the years saying that you play with the sparkles and I never I never interacted with them, but I always tried to follow a particular one. Oh, so yeah. there and, and I think this is important and I want to touch on on why because I think some people would be like, "Yeah, well, me too. What's the big deal?" Some people don't see color. Yeah. Right? When they close their eyes and blue and red were a significant thing for me and they were the traditional corny primary color blue and red um so that was something that I really enjoyed I found it very comforting um and I would sometimes soften or harden my gaze I don't really know how to say that um in order to see them to know that I was I was in my own bed and I was safe I could do a whole show on sparkles I know you could um so that's one point in my life Mm -hmm. um there have been many times when I'm falling asleep I'm in the process of it and um I'll call it a semi-dream because I I'm still very aware of what's going on around the room um but then all of a sudden I have a sensation of falling uh or you know it's I'd be on a swing or uneven surfaces and I it the closest thing I can really refer to it as is the kick and because I saw that in um Inception. And thank you. In Inception, and that's what jolts you awake. And so I would, I would literally jolt awake in bed, um, and have to start the whole falling asleep process over again. So those are those are two things that I've gone through. Third, that really sticks out for me is seeing all the spirits in the room. And vividly, uh, a, an older gentleman when I was in university in my in that bachelor apartment oh, that I, I remember had, him. He would literally sit next to my bed on my right yeah. and stare at me. 
And yeah. I remember calling you being like, what do I do? How do I go to sleep? There's a man staring at me. And I think for anyone, that's probably one of the biggest fears. Yeah. Is that you're going to wake up and there's a man in your room. Um, a spirit man. But I saw him as a man. So I, I know like, that, but I'm just saying yeah. for the listeners okay, I get it. that this is a spirit man we can physically see because we see them as humans. Like they're very solid. Okay. Mm-hmm. So those have been my most um, dominant experiences, my most frequently occurring experiences. And I'm not offering what I've done yet because you just asked me what has happened. Mm-hmm. So we can dive into that if you want, or we can go somewhere else. Oh, I'm going to say some of mine. Okay. Okay. So you covered, you covered the, um, seeing the sparkles. Um, and I like, and I called it sparkles because for me, it's, you talked about eyes open. I get them with eyes open or eyes closed. They don't go away. Mm-hmm. So you, there's, this was something that was cool was that I couldn't get away from them. I never felt threatened by them. I um, became curious about what they were. So I tried to do different things. I'd open my mouth (laughs) and see if they would come into my mouth and if I could feel them and wear in my body. So there was a sense of playfulness and curiosity without fear, which I think is something cool for people to hear as opposed to if you are experiencing something, some people have an instant go-to, which is, I'm afraid of it. Mm -hmm. And what I'm saying is, is that's not my go-to. My go-to is the curiosity. Okay. I Um, think that's a conditioning. That that is a product of an upbringing and your surroundings. If your go-to emotion is fear. And I think there's a bigger issue underlying everything. If that's, if that's your first thought. Okay. Um, Seeing spirits in the room Mm -hmm. um, who have crossed over. Um, I also get faces, uh, when I, particularly when I close my eyes, very clear. It's just like I'm watching TV, a TV screen before I'm even asleep. So I see faces and I do want to say that they're not nice. Some of them were, uh, could make you uncomfortable if you are Mm fear-based. So they could be I'll say ugly looking faces. I don't know how else to describe this. Some of them were scary looking. Well, some of them are gory too. Yeah, they weren't. They weren't great. No. Um, and they some of them look like beings from different dimensions. <laughs> they didn't all look human. And again, somebody might say, "Well, that freaks me out. That's weird." Well, get over it, because you 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 can't stay in your fear every single night and live your whole life like that. That's a choice. So I had to make a choice that. I'm going to see these faces. They look this way. Um, and I accept that. And, and somebody might think, well, that, I, I can't do that. Well, that's, that's again, it goes back to a choice that you're going to handle something or not handle something. You're going to open yourself up to something or shut yourself down. So there's a block. There's mm-hmm. a shutdown right there if that's the way that you go through life. Right, because I think just as you said, it's a shutdown. You choose to do nothing about it, and right. I and I've I know how this goes because I've seen tortured faces, tortured oh, bodies. Oh yes. Um, and each time I've seen something that has upset me, um, I've had to learn to ask questions, or yeah. better yet, I've had to learn to interact with what I'm seeing. So I said I didn't play with the sparkles because I never I never felt I had to. They they came. I saw them as something that was offering joy. 
Um, but the, the tortured faces or tortured bodies, I would stand there, I would lay there and just think, why? How come you're showing me this? Mm-hmm. Or who are you? Or what do you need? Mm-hmm. I, I, you have, you've taught me that. And for sure, working at Lululemon has taught me to ask better questions. Um, and so that's when I started discovering that those souls or spirits could talk back mm-hmm. um, or just transform and show me. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get a lot of your answers and, and, or you get a feeling, right? We've talked about that before in, in using all of the senses. Well, that's one of the good things I think that we're trying to share today in this routine before bed and this going to sleep process is that you're still choices, mm-hmm. that you're, there's still a level of control, even though some people might say, I don't have any, then you have to shift it so that you do. Just like in the dream state, you might say in your dreams, you don't have control, but you can become a lucid dreamer where you do have control. It's work. That's correct. Everything is work. (coughs) And everything has a toolkit. So even in all of the different dimensions and with all of the different gifts, I'm learning um, using all six senses is that all of them have toolkits and that all of them have, if you have curiosity as opposed to fear, that you always will find more tools Mm -hmm. and that if you have a guide, which became very important for me and always like to teach this to other people is to have a guide is that when you are in a situation where an emotion is unpleasant, you have to refer to your guide because it takes you right out then to be able to have an understanding or to be able, can you change it? Is there an explanation? Is there a learning um, there's, what can I do with these emotions if this is uncomfortable and so on. So it brings you into a kind of a process. So I want to say sleep is also process. Absolutely. And I mean, if you mm-hmm. think about it, I know we're talking on a metaphysical level and I don't mean to be rude when I kind of separate science, I'll call it human science. Maybe that's a better term. Although I find the human term very very insulting actually um but the human science portion of it when you study sleep waves everything's a process you have to get through certain waves to get to another Mm -hmm. which is a deeper kind of sleep or a more restful or um uh, what's the word where it actually um heals the body right everything is a process in sleep i think at one point one of the shows too kelly to help with that process i put this this remember your single chairs in your treatment room yeah and then when i we had to move them into my room because you were setting up your table and it really worked for me because as all of the different spirits and energies and things were coming into the room at sleep, you know, the time when you're trying to go to bed, life got busier. Mm-hmm. It's like, and some people can, uh, can still understand that concept, even though they might not believe they have these gifts because that's when their minds get active. Mm-hmm. So somebody might say, well, I don't have those gifts, but I can still relate to this conversation because I have an overactive mind. I'm a worrier. I'm this, I'm that. I wanted um, a process in that. So there was organization in it. So I would say to the different beings or thoughts, you have to go sit in that chair. (laughs) So and this one of these, one of the reasons this came for me was when there was um, a world event of I can't remember if it was when there was the tsunami Mm -hmm. and my bedroom was so full there were so many spirits I was overwhelmed and it was like okay I'm being overwhelmed I can recognize my feeling I can recognize its cause Mm -hmm. 
the cause is disorganization. Hmm. So if I can have organization, can I remove my anxiety? So then I said to my spirit guide, I think what I need is organization. Is give that me a single file line? Yeah. So is this okay? Can we give this a shot? My guide's like, well, you're getting to know yourself. So let's give it a try. <laughs> so each each situation, person, energy, sparkle, whatever it was that was happening, had to present itself in the chair so that my mind, the brain, my humanness, but also the other aspects of me could have some sort of a process still to go through. Mm -hmm. And I could and then I remember that night so clearly, Kelly, because I remembered screaming through the wall at you. Mm -hmm. um, I have a mother here named Annie. Do you have a girl over there named Barb or whatever it was, um, who are dying and trying to find each other on the other side? And you said, Mom, I do. And I said, Okay, I think I've got it. So you gave me an affirmation that the organizational part to some degree, because there's still chaos in some of this, mm -hmm. could allow my anxiety level to change so that I could, I could see choices and that I could feel a degree of calmness and even joy. Mm -hmm. Is that good? Yeah, I, I don't know if this is too human, but... I also remember being overwhelmed to the degree that I didn't want to see anything. Oh, yeah. And having to be okay with that mm -hmm. and not think less of myself. And so there would be certain nights and there still are certain nights when it's just been, you know, you've just had such an awful day. Everything feels raw. Your nerve endings feel exposed. Um, and one tiny little sound is too much. I remember laying down thinking I still get to choose my own thoughts. And if I can tell the spirits to go sit in a corner and ask for organization, then I can ask for a break. And maybe I'll get it. Maybe I won't. But I'll trust that it's going to happen for a reason. And I still asked. I still used my voice. And I would, I would just say, I'm, I'm choosing to think about all the things that happened today that were good. I'm choosing to think about all my happy places and all my happy people so that I can fall asleep peacefully. And you know, there were weeks at a time where I just wanted, I still wanted the break. And little bit by little bit as time passed, I would say, okay, I'll take a face. You can show me a face. Or you know what? I don't need images. You've, I've seen too much torture. Can I just hear a person speak? I asked for certain things that I felt comfortable with. I like that. And, you know, I know sometimes it's still bombarding. It doesn't always happen the way that you ask for it but you still have the opportunity to use that voice. Mm -hmm. You still have the opportunity to learn how to work with your guides. And now you now we're telling people that they have a choice and how they interact with their own spirit and their guides. And I do remember too um the importance of my room really being my room. Mm. Uh and I know it's it's not about money, that's not the point that I'm trying to make, but I know that the tight the blanket that I chose to sleep with that night was important because if I was going to see another tortured face, I sure as heck better be able to wrap myself in my childhood blankie mm -hmm. um, so that I could know that I was safe on a physical level so that I was okay seeing something on a metaphysical level. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the textures, the aromas, the lighting, sometimes I still go to bed with lights on uh, and they're turned off for me once I'm asleep. The comfort that you provide yourself 
in the process of falling asleep physically is still important to the experience that you have in your head. I chose to listen to one song um, every single day, Anugama, yeah. Shamanic Dream. Mm-hmm. And I made it a ritual <clears throat> to listen to it during the day. And then again, when I went to bed every night, so that my brain and my spirit could find each other in a common space. Be kind to one another. And be kind. And that that one song, no matter where I am or what's happening in my life, (laughs) yeah, no matter where I am or what's happening in my life, if I need calm, if I'm, if there's panic, if I hear there's a shooting in France, if I... If I hear there's a tsunami, if I hear Donald Trump might win, uh, whatever it is that could set off panic, if I hear my son is hurt, whatever, um, could set, I have to pay taxes, (laughs) whatever might set off a stressor for me. If I think of that song, I can hear it. Hmm. I don't even need it played anymore. I hear it. And it has a certain thing that it does because I've practiced so many times in calmer situations, that it takes my whole central nervous system and can take me humming from like a 10 out of 10 of stress down to a zero or a one. Mm -hmm. And so I created that routine purposefully so that I could train myself to go from the awake state to a sleep state or to a shamanic state Mm -hmm. or to a daydreaming or to a creative, or to a less stressful, but that it gave me a a structured system Mm -hmm. uh, through music. Mm -hmm. And then in, yes, so that even in my dreams, if I hear Shamanic Dream by Anugama, I know I'm dreaming. (laughs) (laughs) So that even as a Shaw woman in different realities, I know what I'm doing. And I know some people won't get that. Because they don't dream or remember. They don't. Some people don't resonate to music. Okay. For all kinds of reasons. But I know that some people will listen to that and go, that's a cool tool. And that can work for children. So you play a child's favorite song and you let them pick it. Mom and dad, you do not get to pick it. Mm -hmm. You cannot be the boss of their dream world. You cannot be the boss of their soul. I know for me, and this is off topic slightly, but um, when my anxiety is at a peak in life and on the awake kind of basis, as soon as I hear Club Can't Handle Me, it's That's our song. It's our song. It puts me back into dancing in the kitchen with you. Yeah. Um, and my anxiety goes from a 10 to at least a 3, yeah. where I can go, I'm okay. Because mm. it, it, and what it does for me is it brings me back to my person. It brings me back to my place. Um, as much as the kitchen isn't my forte, it's where we dance. Mm-hmm. It's where I can contribute to dishes and feel like an equal and not someone who feels powerless. Mm. Um, it just, yeah, music can do that. Hmm, and it doesn't really cool. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. That's a fast song. It's a club song. It's, um, but it has some kind of emotional connection Mm -hmm. that lets me know I'm okay because that's what you do for me Mm -hmm. that's what our home does for me Mm -hmm. so going to sleep um I I wanted to say something too Kelly about the whole going to sleep sometimes I would say to my own soul or spirit guides that I want peace 
I want to be able to not have busy visions because it is so busy at night. Um, that when you talked about wanting a break, I would say, I want to meet you in my dreams. I want to go to a place and I would pick a place Mm -hmm. and I would work on it er consistently. I'd go to bed every night and say, and I'd pick the place. So if it was the North Bay waterfront, if it was um, going for a walk in the bush, um, or I'd say to my dad who's passed over, I would like to meet you. Or um, like I would give a destination, but that it, it had the elements of love and peace in it. Is that good? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm in Paris. Pardon me. Yeah, no, that's okay. Relaxing. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's just, I remember, um, it's, what I want to finish that sentence. It's about structure. It's about intention. And putting structure and intention together as building blocks mm-hmm. so that when you go into a dream world, you have your guide. Now, if you're teaching a child this, you might want to say to your child, who's your safe person? It might not be mom and dad. It might be an aunt. It might be a dog. Yeah. And that, yes, it can be a pet. It could be a teacher. It could be a neighbor. Uh, it could be a make-believe person. Don't take it away from them Mm -hmm. because they might need to meet their make-believe person in their dream world because that's safety. And so what you and I are talking about today is creating a safe place for people to go when they're dreaming. Mm -hmm. And that if you can't do that, I want to say something to parents that I try and suggest to them when they book an appointment. And I say, buy the book Peaceful Piggies. Buy a yoga mat in a blanket and a pillow, but let your child pick it all out for themselves and give them a space to put it in a little basket or someplace in the house or your apartment. And so when they are stressed during the day or when they're having a beautiful, peaceful day, it doesn't have to be just when they're stressed. It's got to be in good times. That's the key. Go and create a routine where they lay on their mat, where they can listen to their favorite song, Mm -hmm. or if they love silence, let it be silent. But don't bug them. Give them their silence. Give them their blanket and their pillow. Let them play with it in the ways they want. Don't tell them how to wrap a blanket around them. Let them do it for themselves. You used to, Hank, put your blanket around your head Mm -hmm. and your neck and pull it over your ears because it was something you needed to do. I still sleep like that. I know. But I'm just saying that's something you figured out that you needed to do to self-soothe. Yeah. That we're talking about self-soothing devices, techniques, behaviors. I um, I consistently put a blanket that I love the texture of mm-hmm. uh, under my chin mm-hmm. or my neck. That's one of my like safety postures, positions. I'm not sure. Yeah. So that when you because we're talking about sleep as surrendering to something where we have no control. If people dream and they don't like their dreams then going to bed become can become full of anxiety. But here's another one. If you are a child, no matter what your age is, and you are in a home where you have people who argue and fight, mm-hmm. you are listening to their arguing and fighting even after you're sleeping. Mm-hmm. Your spirit walks around and hears all of the stuff that's going on in your home. So if it's not a safe environment then there already is still a level of anxiety while your child is asleep. Mm -hmm. 
or your partner is asleep. It is important because you and I are dream walkers. We know that people's spirits move. Yeah. That there is movement. I think for the emotionally unintelligent who may be listening, and I don't mean that to be insulting, maybe you just don't have tools, um, the, you might be thinking, well, then where am I supposed, where and when am I supposed to have my arguments? In your home, with respect. Yes. Kindness, patience, yeah. where you take turns to listen to one another and you speak with an intention to, to heal, not just to be heard, not just to be right, because that is the energy that you're putting into the home, not just for yourself and your partner, but for your children. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't get to be so selfish to have any kind of fight and run the emotions rampant in the home. And control them. Is that okay? Yeah. I wanted to add because I think many people do it out of a sense of wanting to have control and mm-hmm. just won't admit it. It's their arrogance. They know deep down because yeah. when they show up for a treatment and we confront them from their spirit, they will say to us, oh yeah, yeah, that's me. Yeah. But they would never admit it to the partner or to yeah. the kids or to their children when they're in that environment doing it. Mm-hmm. They will admit it to a complete stranger because we don't have any control over them right. when they go back to their environment. Is that good? Mm-hmm. The, I think what, I, what I'm hoping to say too is that the dream world is a healing space. It's a place that should be safe. It can be a place for many people to work out problems, mm-hmm. to, it, 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 to work out conversations, to get new tools, and to discover more of who you are. So there can be an invitation to stepping into it. That can be done beautifully, constructively, joyfully, productively. Mm-hmm. It can be a great place of production. And some people might say, great, if I don't do enough in a day, I've got 10 jobs as it is. Enough of your bitching and complaining. Work. Get your shit together. and Stop that. Be willing to work. That's right. Because like any, any job you take on, once you have the proper training, the job itself becomes easier. Yeah. And you don't spend your whole life complaining, or maybe you do, that... The training is so hard. Kelly, can we go there for just one quick second? Because we brought, one quick we second, brought up about complainers. <laughs> when people ask, say to me, oh, you must be super busy. I say, no. I have time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's true that I am busy, but it is also true that I have time. Mm-hmm. Because whatever I decide that I'm doing, I commit to doing. I don't complain about it. So, and every, anybody that knows me knows I love housework. I love cleaning my house. I love working around my property because I work hard to make the money, to purchase the things that I need to take care of me, to take care of my family, my friends, and my clients that come to my home. Mm-hmm. I love doing it. So I take the time to do it. I don't begrudge it for a second. I love food. I love the body. I love my human form. So I also don't begrudge getting my groceries and cooking the meals and cleaning the dishes. I love it. Mm-hmm. So I make choices around what I value. Mm-hmm. If you are miserable and complaining about everything that you're doing, pause. Hit pause on life so that you can make better choices. And if you're not, stop blaming everybody else. And maybe get out of your relationship. Yes. Do you mean with their own life? I meant their partner too. Oh, and I meant their whole life. Cool. 
So get out of that, get out of the relationship that you're having with your own head, Mm -hmm. with your own thought system, get out of it. Is that good? Yeah, that turned in way too more of a butt kicking than I anticipated yeah, when we first brought up dreams. But I'm really okay with that. Yeah, I am too. Because okay. hopefully, if someone was listening to one piece of it and went and says to their girlfriend or their guy friend, oh my God, you got to listen to this podcast on dreams. It but escalated quickly. Yes. But <laughs> go to the very end of the show. Mm-hmm. That's okay with me. Yeah. That's totally fine. Cool. Do you want to end it there? Yeah. All right. As always, if you have questions or comments about today's show or ideas for future podcasts, you can email us at info at Otherwise, we will talk to you next Saturday.